sometimes you need to hit the pause button as a clinician um, and a researcher and say, hang on, this is what my underlying assumption is. We want to be evidence-based practitioners, but in fact, this is just how we should practice. Ethics is every part of every clinical decision that we make. And what it is that we do is we make lives better. Welcome to Speak Up, the Speech Pathology Australia podcast. This podcast series highlights conversations with esteemed contributors in the speech pathology space. We explore key issues in the profession in a short and easy to listen to format. Let's hear what this week's contributors have to say. Hello and welcome. This episode is a double feature with two conversations about rural and remote practice. Interviews were conducted by members of SPA's Early Career Reference Group. Let's listen to the first conversation. Hello and welcome to the Speak Up podcast. My name is Nicole Dunn and I am a member of Speech Pathology Australia's Early Career Reference Group. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Rochelle Muron, who is currently working in Griffith in New South Wales. Today, we will be discussing Rochelle's experience working in a rural and remote setting. Welcome to the podcast, Rochelle. Hi, thank you. So, are you able to start us off by sharing a bit of information about your rural and remote role, your caseload and your experiences? Sure. Um... So I currently work for a company called Murrumbidgee Allied Health Services um, and we're just a private company um, that works with people with disabilities. I, um, yeah, mostly work with clients under the NDIS from babies all the way through to adults um, and mostly in areas of swallowing and AAC. Um, We do a little bit of social skills as well, um, but yeah, they're kind of the main areas of interest for me and the main areas I'm working in at the moment. Yeah, nice. Um, And how long have you been working sort of in a rural position? Um, So I moved to Griffith straight out of uni um, as a little baby speechy, Um, but I was working for ageing, disability and home care at the time, so state government disability services, and that would have been in 20... 11, I think, I moved here. So nearly 10 years, yeah. um, not quite a local yeah. yet. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I've been in a few different jobs at a few different roles in that time, but um, yeah, always in Griffith. Awesome. So why did you choose to move out to Griffith? What were the contributing factors when you were applying or looking at moving? Yeah. So originally when I graduated, um, it was pretty tricky to find a job in Sydney, which is where I grew up. And I had done a couple of rural placements um, as part of my degree. And I thought, oh, well, I'll give it a go um, moving somewhere else. So I just applied, honestly, for jobs kind of all down the east coast of Australia and figured whatever happens, happens. I'll give it a go. Worst case scenario, I leave. Um, And as it turned out, there was no worst case scenario because I've clearly overstayed my welcome um, by staying here for quite a while. So, um, yeah. yeah. All right. So what do you think um, is some of the things that maybe new graduates or early career clinicians should consider when they're thinking about making the move out rural or out out west or out east, I suppose? Um, Yeah. Some important things to consider. Yeah. Um, I think from a career perspective, it's good to 
ask questions around um, available supervision and support. And that might be, I mean, that will be clinical supervision um, from a discipline specific perspective, but also what support is around or what support is available um, within the team that you might be working in. So maybe not other speeches, but other allied health professionals um, just to see yeah, what other opportunities there are there. Um, and I think it's worth thinking about what's available in the community that you're moving to. So um, when I moved to Griffith, I didn't know anybody um, here at all. <laughs> Just met the people I was working with and then, um, you know, from there kind of developed some friendships. So I joined the local netball and football club um, and, um, you know, played some touch footy and played some soccer and a bit of everything um, just to have an opportunity to meet some people outside of work. But I think it's important to think about, yeah, what community events and activities are available in some of the areas that you might be interested in um, because one side of it is the clinical stuff, the work side of things, but the other side of living and um you know, staying rural and remote is your personal life and meeting people and yeah. enjoying yourself. Yeah, definitely. Do you think that your participation in those social activities like netball and AFL has, like, is that part of the reason you think maybe why you've stayed out there so long because of the friendships you've formed from that? It certainly made it a lot easier to stick around. Um, I think that, I mean, I've, I've had a really great working experience as well. So I've worked with some really great um, clinicians, speech pathologists and other allied health practitioners, which from the work side of things, that's made it easier to stay. But um, yeah, also the friendships I've developed through the, you know, through meeting people within the local community, um, you know, that's certainly made it very easy to stick around as well. Yeah, definitely. Oh, fantastic. So last question if you could give new grads one piece of advice, what would it be? Just one. <laughs> oh, if, the, if there's two, you can do two. <laughs> um, I think it would be to keep your options open and to give something new a go um, because you don't know how great something's going to be until you are actually there. And that's certainly what I found, um, you know. Almost 10 years later, I'm still still in the same place that I moved to. Um, and it's been a really positive um, educational experience, but also a positive social experience for me. Yeah, definitely. I think that's fantastic. That's a really good piece of advice. I think, yeah, keeping an open mind and being open to trying new things. Yeah, both work-wise and socially. Fantastic. All right. Well, thanks so much for your time today, Rochelle. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this little quick interview and I'm mm -hmm. hoping that people will find this nice and useful. So thanks, Rochelle. This concludes the first part of our double feature. Now keep listening for the second conversation. Let's hear what they have to say. Hello and welcome to the Speak Up podcast. My name is Nicole Dunn and I'm a member of Speech Pathology Australia's Early Career Reference Group. I have the pleasure of speaking with Kate Pollard, who is currently working for the Community Allied Health Team under Top End Health Services. Today, we will be discussing Kate's experience working in a rural and remote setting. Happy to have you on, Kate. Hi, Nicole. How are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? <laughs> Great, thank you. 
good, good. So, Kate, I thought you could start us off by sharing a bit about your role, a bit about your caseload um, and your experiences that you've had in this position. Sure. Um, so I'm in a generalist speech pathology position with the community allied health team um, in the top end of the Northern Territory. Uh, our caseload is um, uh, across the lifespan. So we service all people uh, from birth to death. And we cover quite a wide range um, of conditions, I guess. Um, so we, we are allied health generalists. Um, so we cover everything from your speech sound errors right through to dysphagia, through to voice concerns, um, through to some early disability work. So before children go on to the NDIS scheme. Um, yeah, it's a very varied role yeah. and it's been, uh, I've been up here for over six years now and um, it's a lot of fun, really, yeah. what it comes down to is it's a lot of fun. Oh, great. Yeah. I guess that is one of the things about working in those locations is you get to see everything and you get to do everything, which is really interesting. Yeah. 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 So it's um, a great position to get some generalist experience. Um, you touch on a little bit of everything. You're not expected to be an expert in anything. And uh, we've got a really lovely supportive team um, to help us get through all of that sort of problem solving around any sort of tricky situations that come up. It's, it's a really varied, interesting and um, exciting job up here. Yeah, I can imagine. And I guess good to have lots of people around to support that as well, for sure. Yeah. All right. So next question, Kate, why did you choose to, I guess, take this position, like work in rural or remote locations where you are? Um, I chose to come up here for the experience. So I actually started my career down in Melbourne. Um, so I had to go at the big city life um, and found that it just wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, I also really used to, well, I <laughs> used to enjoy traveling overseas a lot and experiencing cultures and learning from other people um, and this was just an opportunity to experience something different be immersed in different cultures so working um, amongst many Aboriginal cultures up here in the top end yeah. and so it was a great opportunity to work with different people and, and immerse myself in different culture. How fantastic. Yeah, I guess what you would experience up in the top end is a lot different to what you would experience say in more metropolitan places for sure. Yeah, all right. So what are some of the things that you think, Kate, that new graduates should consider when they're thinking about working rurally or remotely? Give it a go. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's so much to learn um, and don't be afraid to learn. I think sometimes people come into these roles expecting that they need to know everything. It's okay not to know it's okay to continue your learning. Um, and one of the best things I think people should consider is to get a mentor. So there's mentors through SPA, um, top end health service up here in Darwin and Catherine, um, uh, really push for mentoring. So we, we have mentors either in your own discipline or in um, the other disciplines that you might work with. So an occupational therapist or physio, uh, to build on your learning across the board, so your clinical skills, but also just your operational 
and administration sort of skills as well. Yeah. And that's the best thing you can do is keep asking, keep questioning, keep learning. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that's great that you've got, I guess, access to, and they really encourage that, that mentoring um, and supervision. Cause I think, I guess we have a lot of concerns when we're taking these positions about like, will I have access to supervision and will I have access to mentoring? So good to know <laughs> a little plug for the NT. Yeah, it's absolutely vital for anyone starting out um, in, in a career or, and those of us that have been around a long time as well, you never stop learning and being able to reflect, I think is really important on what you're doing and, and how you're supporting your clients. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's super insightful. All right. So I guess last question to finish off today's little interview, if you had one little piece of information for new graduates, a little gold nugget, what would it be? Um, it would be to get yourself a mentor. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Very, yeah, yeah. Super helpful, especially in those locations where yeah, you can be left. Yeah. I think it's important everywhere. Um, but uh, when you're working really remotely, it's one of the areas that, like you said, is, is often sort of concerning that maybe there's not going to be other people around. Um, often you might be in a sole provider position or maybe there's only another one other speech pathologist who hasn't had as many as experience either. Um, but there are plenty of experienced speeches out there, especially when you're considering working in a rural remote context where um, you might be differing there might be different cultures and things to take into account. There are people out there that have got experience and can support you. Yeah, fantastic. I think that's, yeah, super, very helpful. Very, very helpful, very motivating. And I guess good to know from your experience that it's been quite positive. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Great. Well, thanks for taking the time to chat with us today, Kate. Um, hopefully we can distribute this information to people who will find it quite helpful. So thank you again for your time. Really appreciate it. Not a problem. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your colleagues. Thank you for listening and bye for now.